0: Hey friends, this is Linda, and thanks for tuning in to Calling Water. Seriously, thank you. Like the Apostle said in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 16, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. Thank you for your listenership and words of encouragement as we continue this podcast. It really cannot happen without your support. For those of you who have joined our online worship services in the past, Today's episode Perfect in Weakness is a sermon from Thanksgiving 2020 based on 2 Corinthians chapter 12 verses 7 through 10. It's a reminder for us to never cease giving thanks even for the thorns in our flesh because it is through these weaknesses we learn to trust and rely on our perfect God. Let's get started. It's that time of year again. Thanksgiving. Now, most of you probably forgot really what Thanksgiving is all about. The narrative given to us in history books is that it was to celebrate a good harvest and a good peaceful meal that was shared between the pilgrims back then and the Indigenous Native Americans. Now, despite what we've been taught in our history books, Thanksgiving has taken a radical transformation over the years. Thanksgiving is not really about a peaceful meal meal shared between two different parties. It's a very indulgent feast, you know, or it's um, shopping, Black Friday, it's time for family trips, and then it's preparation for more indulgent feasts and shopping as we bring on the Christmas season. Now, it's interesting because in 2020, Thanksgiving is gonna take another transformation. And a lot of people are canceling Thanksgiving because of this pandemic. And so people are sitting around like, what? Like, we're not even gonna have Thanksgiving anymore? Thanks, Rona. But is Thanksgiving really, is that all? Is that all there is to Thanksgiving? Now, 2020, if 2020 has taught us anything, it's taught us resilience. It's taught us how to do school and work and all sorts of things remotely, even church. We've, some of us have learned new skills. We've learned how to bake bread, for instance. And we've learned that Zoom is the way of life now. And we've learned um, more seriously to reorder our priorities, to reorganize our social calendars because we really can't have a social life anymore. So we're starting to reexamine what's more important and what's not. And despite being in the pandemic, as Thanksgiving approaches, we're forced to look at the things that we can be thankful for, you know, despite pandemics and fires and hurricanes and all sorts of increment weather and things, we can be thankful for our family, our close friends, our jobs, the Internet, even. Uh, Every Friday, our Sunday school kids, uh, we start off our Bible study with thanking God for one thing that happened this week. It's really interesting because a lot of them say the same thing. And if you're listening, you know who you are. Um, First thing that they usually are thankful for is their home. They're thankful to have a home. And they're also thankful that their parents are doing well. So parents, if you're out there, know that your kids are very concerned about the things you are concerned about as well. The third thing that I hear a lot is they're thankful for food and not being homeless. I don't think this is a really real worry, but they do thank God for that a lot. And among other things, they thank God for, oh, we had no school today or we had no homework today Now, regardless of all the terrible things that are happening around us, we can thank God for all these blessings and even things we didn't realize were blessings before. But is that all? Again, is that all there is to Thanksgiving? Because as Christians, we can also thank God for the not so good things. If we read in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, it says to give thanks in all circumstances. And studies show that actually giving thanks makes you happier. It reduces stress and anxiety, which makes sense because they totally stole that study from the Bible. If we read in Philippians chapter 4, it says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And then what happens? The peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And that's what the apostle Paul is doing in today's text in 2 Corinthians chapter 12. Now he complains about this thorn in the flesh and We're not exactly sure what it is. And scholars have maybe made some educated guesses about them. Like it could have been a physical ailment. It could have been like a mental, emotional illness. It could have been trauma, could have been stress. It could have been spiritual struggles. It could have even been a person that was being a thorn in the flesh. But instead of removing the thorn, even though Paul asked three times, which is just a way of saying he asked multiple times, God responds to his requests like this in verse nine of today's text. My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. It's a very bizarre thing to say to someone who's suffering. But know that only God can say this because only God knows what we need. If you remember the story of Job in the Bible, Job is the one who was blameless, but suffered. And Job's friends tried to like mansplain it away to him and say, oh, well, you must have done something wrong. God is probably punishing you because you probably had some sin in your life. And throughout the entire narrative of Job, God doesn't give an explanation and God doesn't need to. As the creator, God has every right to do whatever he wants as he pleases. But thank God that God is not just some arbitrary manipulative God. God is a loving God and everything God does, it is for the good of those who love him and who have been called according to his purpose, as we read in Romans chapter 8. So Paul, instead of cursing his thorn, whatever it is, instead of resenting God for not removing this thorn, Paul's attitude is transformed. In the rest of 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9, Paul says this, Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. See, Paul was content with God just saying, my grace is sufficient for you. Paul had every right to boast. I mean, Paul, if you read throughout scripture, had a little bit of contention with the other apostles because the other apostles had actually walked with Jesus and Paul kind of came late into the game. But Paul had every right to boast. As a Pharisee, he had every education. He knew the law forwards and backwards. I mean, more than these fishermen, apostles, right? And but all that knowledge could not even come close to the gift of God's grace the grace that forgives sin, the grace that restores humanity, the grace that uses imperfect people, the grace that calls us closer to God, and the grace that promises us eternal life. Now, revealing his weaknesses and boasting in his weaknesses somehow showed God's power and God's strength even more clearly in Paul's life, as it can also do for us. See, when we boast about our weaknesses, it's not just about finding the silver lining in a horrible situation. It's about calling out these weaknesses and flaws and struggles and specifically giving thanks to God for them. And know this, God doesn't want you to suffer. Like those pains are real. God doesn't think that your pain means nothing. It really does break God's heart that there is suffering in the world. And, and God's not punishing you. The awful things that we see going on in this world, the things that are happening in your life, are seriously just evidence of a broken and fallen world. But God doesn't want you to feel defeated. You are an overcomer. You are victorious in Christ Jesus, even if you don't feel like it, because the weaker you are, the more it means that you get to depend on God and lean on his everlasting arms. So What hardships are you going through? What inner struggles do you have? And what disease are you battling? You might be sick, hurt, wounded, exhausted, drained, angry, resentful, all the things, but take those things and do something unthinkable with them. Delight in them. Say with the Apostle Paul, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, I am strong. Does God mean we all need to be masochists and enjoy pain? Does God mean we need to mask our pain with brave, happy faces? No, God is saying in this verse and to us right now that God's grace is sufficient for us which means you are not alone, God's got your back. So this Thanksgiving, don't just pause and reflect on those hidden blessings in your life or things that you maybe took for granted. Pause, reflect and give thanks for all the things in your life that clearly aren't blessings. They are an indication that you need God more and a promise that God will be there because God's grace is sufficient for you today and always. Let's pray. Dear God, we thank you so much for your every good and perfect gift. Even our hardships can be good and perfect in your hands. You are a God that doesn't ignore or trivialize our suffering, nor do you give them to us but in the midst of all our problems, you are there, and you're showing us that we need you and that we can depend on you. May we boast of nothing. May we not boast of anything that we have achieved because it is only by your grace that we have come this far. Please continue to show us your grace that covers our sin, our shame, our suffering, and draws us closer to you turning our weakness into a revelation of your strength on our behalf. We love you. In Jesus' name we